Lord, that is our prayer, that you would lead us, that you would guide us, that you would empower us, Lord, to be your voice, to shine a light in our world. We need you, Lord, in your wonderful name. Amen. Will you be seated today? We thank our team. How good was that this morning? We are blessed. Be the voice. That is our theme this year in missions from Proverbs 31, verse 8 and 9. It says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and the helpless and see that they get justice. I mean, thinking, what does it really take to be the voice? You see, I've got a desire to make a difference with my life. I believe that Jesus saved me, not just for my own ends. Yes, I'm blessed in, being, in my salvation, but also God saved me for a purpose, to make a difference, to make an impact with my life. I want to leave a legacy. So if we're called to be a voice, to speak up, what does that really mean? And I think today in our day and age, there's so many voices. I feel like we can get drowned out with all the noise of what's going on in our world. And it's so hard to be the voice when anyone can be a voice. Yeah. You know, you look at social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, anyone and everyone can have a voice. Anyone can have an opinion. I can whip out my phone right now and start a live stream. I don't know how many views I get, but <laughs> anyone can be a voice, a voice in the crowd, just more noise. So how do we be the voice in the midst of all that? You know, you think of today in, in music, you look at things like Spotify where there are 70 million songs on Spotify. 60,000 new songs are uploaded every day. And you think of musicians, I mean, on a bit of a Beatles thing of late. And, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, all the music you had was maybe a couple of vinyl records and whatever you heard on the wireless that week. <laughs> and here comes a band that sounds like nothing else. And, of course, they, yeah, and they're amazing, but there wasn't much to compare it to. Whereas now, you try and be a voice in music, it's like all the noise that you're competing with. And so God's called us to speak up. God's called us to be the voice. How do we stand out? How do we truly make a difference? How do we make sure that we're not just another voice in the crowd? As Christians, are, are we just, we're just adding to the noise or do we have something more to say? Do we have something that we can leave a legacy with, an impact in our lives? Do we need to just shout louder? Do we need to make more of a song and dance to draw more attention to ourselves? Or is it something different? And so today I want to look at the life of John the Baptist because he spoke up in his time. He made a difference in his time. And if you look in John 1, verse 22 to 23, see, John is getting a bit of a grilling uh, these people are trying to work out who this guy is because he's so different and he's, he's having an impact. He's, he's doing something. And they're, they're like, John, what is it about you? And it says in verse 22, it says, Finally they said, Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? 
John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. I am the voice. Now that could sound a bit arrogant. It could sound a bit overconfident. But I think John was onto something. John knew something different where he could stand and say, I am the voice. I've got something to say. I've got something important to say. I'm not just another voice in the crowd. Listen to what I'm saying. And I think if we can take some of the things of John's life to heart, that maybe we could stand up and be, a, be the voice too, just like John was. So the things I look at in John's life is firstly, he knew that he had a purpose. His, his very birth was prophesied. Look in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 13 to 17. Zechariah is in the temple and it says, But the angel said to him, Zechariah was John's father, by the way, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. John had a purpose. His birth was prophesied, but his purpose was prophesied as well, that he would make a difference, that he would prepare the way for the Lord. John knew he had a purpose, not just to be another voice, but to prepare the way for the Lord. He knew it. And that his birth was prophesied. He talks about it there, how his father was prophesied to. But also in Isaiah, hundreds of years before, it says, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. John was prophesied. And he could stand on that. He knew that he had purpose because his life was prophesied. What His purpose was prophesied. But you know, we as Christians today... The Bible has promises and prophecies about us. You read Revelation about, how, about the end times. You know, in Mark it says that the gospel will be preached to all the nations and then the end will come. So the job got done. The church did it. And we are the church. We have the opportunity to preach the gospel to ensure that the gospel goes to all the nations. So we're prophesied about. But I love this in 1 Peter 2 verse 9 and 10. It says, but you... You, the church, you Christians, you are the chosen, are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and to speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. That's you. You have been chosen by God. Your purpose has been prophesied. I love how it says we're here to be God's instruments to speak out for him. We have a purpose on this earth. And we can think, oh God, what's your will for my life? Well, it's here. It's written in the word of God to go into all the world, to preach to everyone everywhere. That is our purpose. Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. 
He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We have a purpose. Do you know it? Do you understand it? John knew he had a purpose. So he could stand up and say, I am the voice because I have a purpose in God. I'm doing God's work, preparing the way for Jesus. I don't want to just be another voice in the crowd. I want to be the voice that God's called me to be. And it starts with knowing that I have a purpose in God. Secondly, John knew that he was set apart. He didn't just have a purpose, but he was set apart for God's work. I talked about how when Zechariah was prophesied to, he said he's not to drink any wine or to live in a certain way. But John was just a different guy. John was a bit weird. He was out there in Matthew 3, verse 4. It says, John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. That was different. People didn't do that back then. They didn't dress that way. They didn't eat that food. Now, maybe we should start eating. No, I don't want to go there. Locusts and wild honey. It sounds a bit weird. But we're not called to be of this world. We're not called just to be another voice in the crowd. God has set us apart. And the crazier this world gets, the more we follow Jesus' ways, the more we're going to stand apart. And we can't be afraid of that. We need to know that God has set us apart. Romans 12 verse 2, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and purpose and perfect will. We're not called to be like the world. We are called to be set apart for God's plan and for God's purpose. You know, I think the thing I love about missions and what we do as a church, missions is, isn't just some other social justice initiative. Yeah, that's right. There's so many initiatives in this world of social justice and and yes, we want to see injustice tamed and, and met. But missions is so much more than that. It is the heart of God. God's heart is that all people would be drawn to him around the world. And when we build a home for a widow, when we dig a well, it's so much more than that. It's preaching the gospel to those people. It's showing them the love of Christ. I love even in nations like Vietnam where where you can't preach the gospel, providing a heart surgery to a child opens up their lives and they want to find out more and they hear the gospel in that. Missions is so much more than just another plan or another, another good idea. It's God's plan and it's God's purpose. Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. John knew he was set apart, and he was set apart for God's purpose. You, know, you read through the Bible about the Israelites and how they were set apart. They were set apart by God to fulfill his purpose. And we as Christians, we are called for God's purpose. We're called not to live by the world's ways, not to conform to the world's ways, but to live in God's ways and to live in his purpose. Yeah. Let's not just be another voice in the crowd. Let's be the voice that God has called us to be. By knowing that we have a purpose, by knowing that we're set apart. And thirdly, when I look at John, he knew what his mission was. 
He knew his mission was simple. Prepare the way for Jesus. Isn't that what we're here to do? To prepare the way for Jesus to come into people's lives, into our friends' lives, to come into those around us in our workplaces. But as we give to missions, we are preparing the way for Jesus to come into nations, into villages, into homes. It's what we're doing. John 1, verse 29 to 31, it says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Prepare the way for Jesus. His mission was simple. Someone who could stand up and say, I'm the voice. Like I said, it sounds arrogant, but John could say that because he knew it wasn't about him. He knew that he could stand up and be the voice because he was preparing the way for Jesus. He was speaking on behalf of God, preparing the way for Jesus to come into Israel. I love in this story in Luke chapter 7, verse 6 and 9, you're probably familiar with it about the centurion who came to Jesus. It says, So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed, for I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turned to the crowd following him. He said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. See, I believe this centurion knew who he spoke on behalf of. When he spoke as a Roman centurion, he was speaking the words of Caesar. He was representing the Roman Empire to that community. He knew that he spoke with authority. And I believe when we speak, when we stand up to be the voice when we know our mission, when we know who we speak on behalf of, we can stand in that same confidence and say, I am the voice because I speak on behalf of God. I am preparing the way for Jesus. John knew his mission, prepare the way for Jesus. We have a mission to prepare the way for Jesus. Your mission's giving is opening doors for Jesus to come into people's lives. I think of in Indonesia where we have radio stations that broadcast the gospel to hundreds of thousands of people. We are opening the way for Jesus to come into those villages and into those lives. You saw the church buildings that we showed uh, on the screen before about how they open the door for Jesus to come into communities. Your mission's giving is making all of that possible. We are preparing the way for Jesus. So I look at John. A man who could stand in confidence and say, I am the voice. John knew he had purpose. He knew he was set apart and he knew what his mission was. Do you know? Do you know that you have a purpose in God? Do you know that you're set apart for him? And do you know what your mission is? Because I believe when we do, we can stand up and say, I am the voice. As I conclude, I'm going to invite our team to come. I love how John was introduced. And I think this kind of brings it all together in John chapter 1, verse 6. It says this, 
there was a man sent from God whose name was John. See, I think we need to have that same understanding. There was a woman sent from God whose name was Delwyn. There was a woman sent from God whose name was Kim. There was a man sent from God whose name was Paul. His name was Byron. You have been sent by God to your world. And when you know you have purpose, when you know that you're set apart, when you know what your mission is, you can stand up and say, I've got something to say. I'm not just another voice in the crowd. I'm speaking on behalf of God. I've been sent by God to deliver the good news, to prepare the way for Jesus. And I believe that God will use us to do incredible and amazing things. And I pray you're encouraged by your missions giving because you're already doing it. As we give to missions, it is opening the way for God to do incredible things. Just the stories we've seen on the screen today of the impact you're having. You're having it across the nations. And let's be encouraged to have that same impact in our neighbourhoods, in our workplace, in our school. Wherever God's got us, he can use us to do amazing things. Amen? So let's stand. We're going to worship God for a moment more. But I pray that you've been encouraged to be the voice, to stand up, to speak up, and to do what God's called us to do. Lord, I thank you that you have called us. As you sent John, you've sent us. And I pray you'd help us to be the voice, to not shy away from the calling you have for us. Lord, I pray and I believe today, right now, as we worship you, Lord, I pray that you would remind people of the purpose you have for them. Lord, that you have a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. We're not just another voice in the crowd, but Lord, you have chosen us. You have set us apart. And I pray you'd remind us of our mission to prepare the way for you, to open the doors for others to come to salvation and to lift you up, Jesus. In your wonderful name, amen.